You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Hello, this is the Journey Tell Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination, to find the journey in every step of the road. The highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that, it's in those moments that makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of her own. Tiffany Bino is a contemporary gospel singer with a background in 90s urban music and a love for modern pop and R&B. A multi- Billboard artist who has a, has scored hit singles in adult contemporary smooth jazz, R&B, and gospel music. Tiffany, thank you so much for being here and being on this show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I, You know what? I need to add on there that you're also an author, too. So, I mean, that's a big title to, ha- to have. <laughs> Yes. I think probably so often people probably automatically always associate you with singer. Um, Tell me what it's like to have that other title there, the author title. You know, it's very new and I'm loving it. I'm loving every step of it because it's given me the opportunity to really share, you know, and it's interesting because at first when I started about my journey, it starts off with me being a child. So I'm, you know, a young girl. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that it's really going to be geared towards that, you know, generation or, you know, age group. But then the more I began, you know, God began to really just, you know, open that book up inside me, it became so much more, you know, and then that I realized that that's when we got this thing called dreams in a jar, because you find out that it's so much more than just music. Now, music is the root, mm-hmm. you know, but it's so much more you know, that, that surfaces that the music, you know, absolutely. It is so much more, it's so much more yeah. to life, to the purpose yes. of life. I yes. want to dive into your book. Let's talk about the ugly ducking, no, ugly duckling, no more. Tell me <laughs> about that project. Okay. Well, ugly duckling, no more came from, well, remember the book, ugly duckling. Yes. And um, there were some stories in that book that kind of spoke to me as a little girl, you know, because of some of the things that I went through. I went through some, um, you know, things to where things were spoken that began to cultivate how I viewed myself, you know. And so what I really wanted people to understand is the importance of what we say to not only just, you know, our children, but the children around us or people, you know, the, the children that are evolving around us how important it is for us to stay, you know, to say the right things to them and to make sure that that is the root of what's being spoken to them, mm. you know, so that when those negative things are spoken, they don't penetrate, you know, they don't, they, they, you know, one of my goals with my daughter was to make sure that she was confident, you know, and no matter what it was that she thought on the outside, that she knew on the inside, she was beautiful and everything that she had on the inside, you know, it, one day it would evolve and be what it needed to be on the outside, you know, but so the book came from pretty much my life and, you know, just really, um, I remember going into, when I was a little girl, I remember going into, um, like a family event and this would be like normal for me. And I've always been like a thin, a thin girl, you know, so it's, okay, you know, then I didn't think it was okay, you know, because it was people that really were close to me that would always wait till I got in that room and, you know, oh my gosh, you're so skinny. Why do you have all this acne on your face? Or why is this? And why is that? You know? And so those begin to be things. And I was the only girl in my family, you know, Mm -hmm. with my family. So I begin to look at things and look in the mirror at myself a certain way, you know? And 
So that book, you know, once I, once God began to take me through the journey, it was interesting because I started off in music. I start back in 1993. I had a hit um, under Tanae Williams that was on the Billboard charts. Um, traveling with SWV, JH Town, a lot of big, you know, um, they called it the New Jack Swing. Yeah. And so absolutely. I traveled with them, <laughs> traveled with them. And then, um, and I was so young and so quiet, you yeah. know. But as I traveled with them, I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, um, my daughter, at the, you know, I didn't realize at the time that my daughter, that, you know, it was difficult, you know, to have children for a girl, you know, it was like, that was like the, the ultimate sin was to have a child at, at, you know, young and, you know, yeah in the industry, I understand. you know, so I ended up, you know, um, getting through that. But my manager at the time, he told me that if I decided to have my daughter, that he was going to separate with me, that there was no longer anything we could do mm. go forward in. Mm-hmm. So anyway, with that being said, I didn't abort my daughter. I kept my daughter, you know, and I ended up having to go home and go through some things. You know, I, you know, went from making like all this money to now making nothing, you know, and come to find out when I was Tanae Williams, my manager, he goes, okay, well, we need to change your name because my name's Tiffany. And he says, well, we need to change your name because there's another Tiffany that's coming out. And, you know, there's some things that, you know, we don't want to get, you know, confused or whatever the case is, you know, which I didn't understand how, but nevertheless, I was young and just went along with it. Well, even as I evolved and grew up and even after losing my deal and everything and fine and putting music out under Tanae Williams, I was wondering, I'm like, well, why is my royalty money not coming to me? Well, he owned the rights to that name. Mm. So it, you know, it was a lot of things that, okay, so you know, going through that journey led me to where I ended up being home. I came back to my hometown. Um, like I said, I had zero income. So which yeah. meant mommy had to get a job, you yeah. know? <laughs> so I went to this store and I remember work, uh, going to this store, working at this store for, and, um, the manager had put my single on my song on because she just wanted to play it, you know, for that moment. She's like, I want to hear your song. So I brought it in for her to listen to it. And there was this guy walking around shopping And he's shopping and he's bobbing around and he goes, who's this? And the lady says, well, the manager at the time looks at me and she goes, that's her. And he was like, no, not give him a love. He can feel today. (laughs) And I said, yeah, that's me. And so, but if that was a moment that was a moment of humility for me, Mm. you know, it was a moment that I had to really look at things in front of me Mm -hmm. and look at what was important. And what was important wasn't mommy's image. What was important wasn't any of that. It was my daughter's life, you know? So, because when I had got to that point, my daughter was born and she was born with dextrocardia. Now tell me about, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, dextrocardia is where the heart is reversed. Mm. And the interesting thing is that, is that she had two holes as well. So they didn't know how to go about repairing her heart because it was reversed. And she was the third child in the country to ever have it at the time. So it was fairly new to, you know, to all the cardiologists and heart doctors and heart specialists. It was really new to everybody. Um, so she was seven, she was four months old when she had a band placed in her heart because she had the red blood and the blue bloods were mixing. We even had um, Make-A-Wish Foundation because she was failing to thrive. 
you know, that's, that's the kind of life that's where she actually was living at that moment. You know, yeah. it wasn't really a good, you know, so my husband and I, at that time, we locked into our faith. Yes. We locked into the things of God and we, we made sure that she was always surrounded around God is a miracle working God. Yes, he is. That God could do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can think or ask and, and in her way, you know, so it was important for me at that time to sing worship music. It was important for me at that time to sing songs that really ministered to both of us, you know? And so I realized even throughout the journey, I know we're talking about the book, but it just stems so much from my journey yes. that, you know, even through that, I realized that God used her heart yes. to deal with mine, yes. you know? And so it was no longer the image. It was no longer Tiffany. It was no longer, you know, now it's, it's, a, it's someone else. You know, and I realized, here's one of the things I realized even in writing the book. I realized that we as women, uh, you know, we've gotten to a place to where we say, I'm going to have me time. It's about me. You know, I need to take that time. And it's very important as women to take that time. But you have to be, and you have to be cognizant, you know, cognizant of what you're putting in you, you know, at that time. Because we're not only... See, we're, we're created to put it in us, to put the life of God in us, and then to to bring it out of to us. To pour it out. So if, yeah, yes. so if you're only staying there in that me place, yeah. you're going to malfunction because that's not how you were created. Yes. You know, you were created to get it and give it. Yes. You know? Oh my God, that is that was that was key. You're, you, we are created to get it and then yes. to give it. To give it. Yes, and and it's that part, the service part that that I think a lot of times people miss. I missed yes. for a long time. Yeah. I just recently yeah. got that yeah. it's about the service. It's not about the finances. That's uh, right. It's not about what can you pay me. It's about okay. how can I. Use whatever I have to be of service to someone else. And when you're, right. when you're able to be able to do that, I think yeah. that is when the blessings begin to come. It, it, right. And I, I, I just got that life lesson. I didn't know that life lesson. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm one of the ones to, to, to echo that. Yes, yes. That's, I mean, it's just so amazing. And so it, what, what happened was the doctors ended up having to... Um, it was almost like put a mirror in front of her heart in order to do the surgery because mm. they, you know, they couldn't see her heart properly. Wow. And so when she was seven years old, she had open heart surgery. Mm. And when she was, and, and, you know, it's so interesting because I now looking back, that moment is so vague. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, but when she was not, when she was nine years old, no, I'm sorry. When she was 11 years old, she had her last open heart surgery, which was like, she said something in this moment that just marked that day, you know, and this is a tearjerker. Um, and it, and let me know that everything that my husband and I did, as far as putting her around, if you didn't understand how God moved, mm-hmm. meaning that he then. could do it, yes. then I'm, I no disrespect. And, and, and I love you, but this space right here, this, this, this has to be protected, you know? And so we were very protective of who was around and who knew, you know, it really, who knew? Because we really needed just faith people to just be in agreement that God was able to do it, you know? And then not only that, just keeping us, keeping her around the word, you know? So when she had her last surgery, they, they would give her, they gave her the oral anesthesia before, you know, they completely knock you out so you can have a little more time together. And so 
she and I are talking and the doctors, you know, we realizing that she's getting a little groggy. So, you know, it's time to go. So I told Gabby, I said, her name's Gabrielle and I call her Gabby. I said, Gabby, mommy's going to be right here. As soon as you open your eyes, I'll be right here, you know? And so Gabby says, okay, mom. And I went to push the doors open. We had already kissed on each other and I went to push the door open. And my daughter says, I'm not scared, mom. Mm. And I said, oh, Gabby, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. You know, and I'm a crybaby. So, and I didn't want that to be the last thing that she saw, you know, so I'm still trying to push that door open. And, you know, so finally my daughter goes, well, don't you want to know why? And I had to turn around and give her my undivided attention. And I said, yeah, Gabby, tell me why. And she said, because I know God is with me. When my daughter said that to me, that just let me know that everything that I thought was important, like the, the, the contract, the music, all the, although God was already speaking to me because he was already telling me that he would redeem the time, yes. you know? And so I had, I was, I was already there. Music wasn't even, you know, it for it me. It was her thought. life. Yes. Yeah. It was her life being whole, nothing miss, missing, nothing broken in her life, yeah. you know? And so she's 25 years old today. She, they told her she couldn't do gymnastics. She wouldn't be able to cheerlead. She did, she did everything they told her she couldn't do. And she is, I mean, she's gone to school for real estate. She's gone to college. She's done everything. Never been on any medication. They said that with dextrocardia, what the amazing thing is with dextrocardia comes um, down syndrome, a whole list of other diseases that come with that situation. They didn't understand why did she just have a reversed heart? You know, why, why was it just a reversed heart and not these other ailments that come along with that? You know, and I, like I say, I go back to the fact that God used her heart to deal with my husband and my heart. (laughs) Mm, I love that. So beautiful that she's doing so well right now. Yeah. What, What would you say? What would you say to those who listen to doctors who say things like that, who say it's going to be this way or that way? Uh, How did you keep your mindset another way? Obviously, you must have, because I know the power of spirituality and I know how manifestation works. So I know that if you believed what they were saying when they were saying otherwise, the outcome wouldn't be the way it is right now. Can we talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. We made sure that, you know, our, our energy in the room was just kept, you know, positive. Everything was kept on a level, even if I had to step out and deal with myself, you know what I'm saying? It, I, you know, because I'm, you know, we're not, uh, bionic to where we don't, we do have feelings, you know, we have emotions, but I realized I, I learned how to keep those emotions under control so that they didn't, because the, even my emotion is not going to dictate the outcome. So yes. why should I give it all that energy? Yes. You know? And that's one of the things that, you know, I begin, we both, you know, I, I think I'm so thankful that I was able to get a lot of understanding and a lot of wisdom and, and to be the type of woman that just sit and listen, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. you know, sometimes we're just, you know, we don't want to sit and listen to someone that may be a little older than us that can tell us, okay, okay, this is happening, but slow down, slow down, trust God, mm-hmm. you know? And I have people in my life. I, it was interesting at that time my best friends were like 56 years old, 60 years old. And here I am like 27. And, you know, and those were my best friends because they were the ones that could speak into my life. Yes. You know what I mean? Someone my age at the time, what I was dealing with, couldn't, you know, they couldn't relate. 
they couldn't relate, yes. you know? And so God had a, a, like, at least there was at least two women. Well, let me say three women that God put right there. And that when I had those moments brought me right out of them. So, you know, I would say surround yourself around people that can elevate you, you know, that elevate the whole thought of whatever it is you're dealing with. Oh, I love that point. Um, it's so yeah. true. Let's talk about that. The power of the circle. Um, what is, what's the power of the circle like for you? Um, what does your circle look like? And mm-hmm. one, one question. And the second part of that question is how important is the circle in yeah. your opinion in, in relation to success? Yes. Oh my goodness. It's very important, you know, and, and it's, it's important because we all know in part. And so if we all know in part, excuse me, that means when we come together and we're like-minded, we're going to get the whole puzzle, Yes. you know? And so I've, I've learned that even through my journey, you know, and that's one of the things that I even share with the younger generations that, you know, see, they were able to go to school and be taught this a lot of musical sense because our generation wasn't. And so when we had children, we made sure they did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, yes. we had to, we had to take the pans and learn how to do drums, yeah. you know, whatever, some of us, yeah. or we had to learn home remedies of how to do things. But our, gen- our children, we made sure that they went to musical schools and they did this and you know what I mean? And yeah. they did that. So they come well-rounded when you come to, when it comes to the technical stuff. You know, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the more, when it comes to moral and morality and when it comes to things that will help you, that are nuggets that'll help you, you know, propel you yes. to where you're going, you know, from where you are to where you want to go. It's important to have an ear to hear to those two, you know, you got to listen to the, to the older generation and, and eat the meat and throw out the fat. <laughs> oh, that was a good point. <laughs> Do you think um, so? Do you do you believe that God strategically puts the right people in your place in the in your circle or in your lineup in your in your vision of who you need in order to make it through, whether it be professionally or personally? Absolutely. You know, I was just sharing this with someone the other day. Now seasons, <clears throat> we know that there's um, summer, spring. I'm saying them backwards, but I just for the sake of saying them. Yeah. Summer, spring, winter, fall. We know that there are four seasons. Mm-hmm. And we know that once that one season is over, well, that other season is going to come back around. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things that God wants you to see is the, when that that season, when those things were flowing in your life, because there's going to be seasons when things aren't flowing and you got to learn to be content in those seasons, too. But there is a it's, it's like when it comes back to the let's say to the fall and that was your that was your flourishing season, you know, well, when it comes back to the, to that fall that same window is still open, if not even greater, you know, so don't give up on yourself. Always keep yourself challenged. Always keep yourself charged and keep yourself ready. You know, a lot of us, we look at maybe getting older, you know, in what we do and we say, oh no, I say, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, because yes. as long as I have breath, I have, I have to do what I was purposed here to do. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, let's talk about your new project um, coming out. It's I, I'm so I'm into numbers and numerology, and so the name yeah. of your new project is Eleven Eleven. And mm-hmm. um, for those who don't know, I know Eleven Eleven has many beautiful things um, numerically yeah. about it, symbolically about it. I'll let you dive into uh, the meaning behind that and why you chose to name your project Eleven Eleven. Because meaning, the title says a lot about everything. You know, that sets the tone. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, I love that you get that. Oh, yeah. Come on. We're, 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 you're on this. We're, we're on this. We have this conversation because we're like-minded. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's purposeful. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Well, not to mention my birthday is 11-11. Oh, wow. So you're just yeah. walking energy, watch, walking yeah. good luck, walking spirituality. Yep. That's great. That's yep. beautiful. And I'm going to tell you, I have been seeing for the past seven years, I could show you on my phone every day, a phone call will come in. It's 11, 11 or mm. 1, 11. I'll go do something in the kitchen and on my stove, it's 11, 11 or 1, 11. And this has been going on for seven years. So I would say around the fifth year, I said, okay, because I know God uses everything. You know, he's not just going to just use one thing, he uses everything, you know? So I said, okay, let me slow down and find out what is he saying to me with 1111? You know, when I begin to read that and just the whole, because see, I begin to, um, when I was a little girl, there were three things that I confessed and I didn't know the power of speaking things and bringing them into manifestation. I didn't know those things because I was a little, I was a little girl, you know? So I remember I said I was going to win the Apollo Theater. I was going to do Soul Train and I was going to win Grammys. These were the three things that I spoke as a little girl that I desired, you know. Well, I won the Apollo Theater three times when I was 16. I did Soul Train with Don Cornelius, which was one of my dreams because that was every black girl's dream was to do Soul Train, you know. And so I did Soul Train and I haven't won my Grammy yet. And that's because I took some time off from the music. And I believe that that because I spoke it, had I continued in it, it would have manifested. You know what I'm saying? So now it's now back at that step, that season again, to where when you say, you know, because I'm, I'm telling you, after writing the books, after getting my music done and 11-11 tight, we, we sought out so hard trying to figure out what this title was. Finally, I called them and I said, no, it's 11-11. It's 11-11 because everything that is happening symbolizes what 1111 means you know and it and then and the interesting thing is not to mention that it's my birthday too so yes. so every time I see it I call those things you know I call those things to myself yes. you know the things that I desire you know can you dive into that a little bit for those who may be listening or watching and not know how to do that let's talk about the power of the tongue and the power of yes. what you speak and when you speak it um how literally it goes into fruition, good or bad. Um, yes. Dive into that a bit in your in your in your opinion. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And in, and in the Bible, it tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so, if that's the case, then that means that you can speak life or you can speak death. You know, even when when it goes back to my book, you know, speaking those power, speaking things, and speaking life to people as they're evolving, yes. that is our job. That's our mission as adults. You know what I mean? It's not our job to critique. It's not our job to do those things, you know, because life itself is going to do it for them, you know, but the ones that are, you know, that are close to us and that we can get close to, 
it's important for us to, you know, to just put so much love into them and so much, I know I can do it attitude into them because that's what's in them. It's interesting. We're always seeking out outward, you know, trying to figure things out for ourselves. Oh, I will get this or I will get this to figure this out about me. Well, that's why I wrote the book, Me, because it's not that. It's right here. It's inside you. You have to tap inside yourself because all those great things that were placed inside of you for your purpose, for your mission, it's there. It's there. Now you have to sit still long enough and tap inside of yourself. And, you know, just like for myself, if I would have just sat there and just thought music was it, I wouldn't have known the other levels. You know what I mean? Of I wouldn't have opened my mind to the other levels and, and even the compassion now being able to be shared, not just through music. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. The, some, you were able to discover the other layers of yourself. Yes. And I think that yes. it's, it's so many layers in life. I mean, if you think about yeah. it, God, for, hopefully we all have a long life to live. And, yeah. you know, it's so much time. Yeah. Theoretically speaking, when it comes to that. And so, you know, why say I have to just do this one thing this whole time? Why not say I can do this? I can also do this. I can do this too. And this too. And this too. And this too. Why not? You may not be able to do all eight of those things, uh, you know, 100% all the time. But you can do, you know, six of the eight of them very well. And maybe seven, the other two, you know somewhat well you never right, know right. the point is is that you got to do it and yeah. you know long are, are the days I think that people think that you have to just do one thing and stay in that right. one thing the whole time through through your whole life and expect to be happy um for right. some that right. could be equivalent to happiness but for others yeah. I think maybe possibly being open to hearing mm-hmm. the call of change could be a world of a difference that's it and that's it. And I think that that every all of us get to a place in our life to where we look in the mirror at ourselves and say, OK, this has to change. Yeah. You know, and that's where the me book comes from. That's why I say it doesn't just stop. It, it, you know, it's not just about children or, you know, it's, it's even me because I realized, well, it is me. But I realized that when I, you know, even as an adult, I had to sort through some things that was spoken to me as a child. You know, and it's like, OK, I'm I, my dad is a tall, thin person and I'm just product of him. And that's, I, you know, I had to learn to be okay with that because of things that was spoken to me, you know? And so now I realize as a woman, of course, that, you know, a lot of people that speak those type of things is because they're really battling with their own issues going up and down. And, you know, but instead of, they don't realize that the same way is if you come into a room and you're like, Oh my gosh, you've gained so much weight. That wouldn't feel good. Exactly. You know, it's the same thing as if you come into someone else space and do the opposite it's you know it's like we as women or people have to stop and think sometimes and realize that that is an issue as well as being overweight yes uh what you say to people it's so funny exactly Um, yeah my um I I don't even know why you may, why this just came to my mind as you said that, but it just did. Um, at the start of COVID, my father passed away, and oh, yeah. um, but thank you, but it's okay. But I say that to say that I was talking to a friend at that time. She had called me to console, and she said, "You know what? You should really consider going to therapy because." this is not normal. You know, all of the things that you, all the the death that you've been through is not normal. And I remember when I hung up processing that thinking, well, for one, I, I, I am, I do, I am in therapy, but, yeah. but it wasn't that I thought to myself, well, what really is 
normal. Normal. Right. And so it's like when you talk about when you have to be careful the words that you say to people. And she's a good friend of mine. She didn't mean yeah. any harm by that. Yeah. But what's considered quote unquote normal and what's normal to you may not be normal to me and how you dive through what is considered normal. It's like, it's almost like what's normal for you at that time, because Mm -hmm. everyone has to go through, you almost go through the same things at different times of life. You may be going through the divorce now, but someone else is going through it 20 years later. You may be going through the death now, but someone else is going through it, you know, five years later, you may be going through. So it's how, it's, it's like be careful when you point that finger and start okay. that judgment and saying, "Oh, she's been through all of this or he's been through all of that," and you mm-hmm. put this pretty, you know, party on people because right. at some point it too will be you. It just hasn't the time hasn't come yet, and I think That's people right. should be mindful of that as they talk to people. That's right. That is so true. Yeah. So absolutely. Let's talk a bit about um, your make the, your project. Make me say it again. Uh, yeah. Tell me about that that song and what is different about that one in comparison to other projects that you've done. Okay, well, this is a c- a single that we put out, and one of the things that I love to do is bring out like because uh, I, I remember being seven years old, eight years old, singing the Isley Brothers songs or Natalie Cole songs, and uh, I remember seeing, uh being seven years old saying, "Hey, if you happen to see my sweet baby." He was walking on down the road. So I'm singing that at seven years old. I don't know what I'm thinking about. You know, I don't have a clue, but I love the music and I love, um, you know, the vocals and things like that. And so I wanted to just bring that back to this generation. You know, back then we listened to music and we could listen to Luther Vandross and listen to the whole CD and be at peace with what we're hearing, you know? And so just wanted to just really bring back some good music. It's actually, um, a remake of the Isley Brothers, um, the Isley Brothers song, Make Me Say It Again. I love that. I, I wanted to, to talk about that, about R&B and gospel. And I know that you, you, you know, you mix the two a bit. Um, yeah. How did you decide to do that? Were you nervous? Were you nervous about that? Um, and, and what was the decision making factor for you to say, OK, I'm going to be a gospel artist or I'm mm-hmm. going to be go down the R&B route. Or I'm going to like, you know, I know it's. It's very different. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just would like to kind of know what made you decide to go down that path. And if yeah. you're happy with the choice that you made. Yes, absolutely. You know why? Because I believe that you can reach more there, you know, and I know that God, you know, the good thing, the thing is, is that when the, when the, when the river is pure and the motive is pure, the intent is still the same. You know what I'm saying? Meaning God still has his way. I remember I was doing a, a show in uh, New York City and my pastors that came out to the show and there was a young man, a, an older man in the audience that sat next to them. And he said, um, you know, the, the, the type of songs that I sing and the way that I sing, it's always something you're going to get something out of it, you know, and that's that's because that's my heart. You know, you're going to get something out of it. And so this man, I remember, I think the song was, um, oh man, uh, oh God, hold on to love. And the, the young, the guy said to my pastor's wife, he said he had been married for 30 years and they had just separated. Mm. And he was saying how the music, and it wasn't just the music, it was the energy in the music, but he was saying how the music, just the, 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 the show moved him to go and try to make things right with his wife. Mm. 
you know, and it's like, you know, because you think about it, somebody with 30 years of history, you know what I mean? And so, but, you know, I also say this, I never tried to do anything. Mm -hmm. I just continue to be me, you know? And so when God was taking me through the journey with my daughter, I was doing songs that was ministering to me through that journey. You know what I mean? And so I never categorized myself one way. And then, you know, and then now God has me doing another thing over here. So it's, you know, I never, I never, I, I never, uh, how do I want to say it? Um, tried to be one or the other. I just did. Just flow. I just flowed yeah. and moved how I needed to move. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Really? Yeah. So you're you're flowing through the spirit of however he I is am. designing you to move and you're flowing I through am. that space. And, and it's it's awesome because that's what it's all about. I mean, even the conversations that I'm having, like even what I'm having with you and connecting with other like-minded people and, you know, being able to, you know, I'm, and your audience is like-minded, you know, yeah. because they listen to you. So yeah. that is important to me because, you know, it's almost like we understand iron sharpens iron, Yes, you know, and then when you get together, it's like, you know, it's like things happen, you know, our energies charge off of each other. So yes. there are things that you're going to say that's going to just magnify or illuminate something in me and as well versa. as I'll say something. Yes. yes. So that's why it's so important. And it's like, you know, and it's so important for us women to, to see us talk with each other and be so comfortable with each other you know what I mean and not you know because you know who you are you know who you are and you know that no one on this earth could do the job and do what you were called here on this earth to do nobody so with knowing that I'm not in competition with anybody you know what I mean but I do know that I need everybody because our when our arms link we're so much greater so much greater So we're, it's not, we're not designed to be sitting in life by ourselves. It's, it's not designed that way. It's designed yeah, for us to keep reaching. Yes. You can't give anything. You can't give, you know, you, I, it's interesting because I had to go through it. I realized, I, you know, I've I, been married for 28 years. I'm like, I have some me time. You know, I have my children. Yeah. Now my oldest has his children, you know. So it's like, okay, it's time to do me. And as I realized that I was miserable in that. Mm. You know, I was miserable in doing me and I was miserable because that wasn't what I was created to do. I was created to go and get that, you know, that love from God and that, that unconditional replenishment. Yeah. But I was created to now then go give it to someone else. Yes. You know? So So, what, what do you do for yourself though? So how do you go inward and what does your me time for you look like? You know, okay. There are multiple things to be honest. Um, one is I stay focused. I, 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 you know, I don't want to sound deep, but I do have my time with the Holy spirit <laughs> and I have to do that, you know, because that's where I am, you know, and, and, and it 15 minutes, it's not like I spent a whole day trying to be a certain way, you know what I mean? Or to communicate or anything like that. And sometimes it's just sitting and listening, you know, and, and that voice will speak to us, you know, and tell us, okay you know, do this today or go this way or, or you end up somewhere, your body directs you somewhere. You go, I got it. Yes. You know? Yeah. So it's like, it's yielding yourself to something greater than yourself, but you've got to know who's greater than yourself, you know? And I mean, we can, we can give credit first and, and, and the universe renders things that bring healing to our body and things like that. But we have to give the ultimate credit to the ultimate creator which is God, you know, and that's who I, I thank God for being 
the creator of the universe that can render things that I need to excel on this journey called life. Hmm. I love that. How do you yeah. shift when you're with your friendships and your circle? Have you um, have you remained with the same circle throughout all this time, or have you shifted through? Um, and if so, how do you shift through your circles as you climb your way through success? You know, I have learned that a lot of times when there is a shift, we tend to not want to let go, and you know, you tend to want to reach back, you know, to the ones that were for that that journey for that season of your life, you know, and I realized that there are those that are going to, that are, I call them the stick it to of <laughs> There are those, but then there are those that are only there for a moment and for a season. And you have to recognize that, you know, because to me, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, being the way that I am, I find it to be the loneliest place in the world. You know, you find yourself being lonely because you're your thoughts, you know, because yes. of how you, yes. how you do, you know. Yes. And so, you know, you, you, you find yourself finding more time with yourself yes. than friends, you know. And so, you know, I think I have evolved to another place and that the place that I have evolved to the journey has taken me to now a new generation or a new group of friends, you know, that are, you know, because, you know, we go from journey, we go from glory to glory, from level to level. And so I believe that, you know, not to discredit anyone, but that there is another level that we're at that you have to now connect with that level now, you know? So, and there's some that God will say that you need to pull up. Yes. You know, you have, that's why you have to be mindful. Of, you know, I think that's why. I reach back so much because I'm like, okay, guys, is this the one, is this the one you want me to go back and get? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. Not, yeah. No, you hear the, I know you, the voice tells you and you're like, oh wait, I gotta, yeah. wait, let me, let me give this to her. Let me give this to him. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. then sometimes you make a mistake. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you make mistakes too. with it. How do you, so in those moments though, have, how do you shift from your circles when you're shifting from mm-hmm. circle to circle and you're shifting mm-hmm. on your, how do you do it in a way that's graceful where you don't hurt the feelings or, you know, um, you know, where you're taking in consideration what that may feel like for the other person in the other end right. as you're moving through this, um, this closure. Cause it's almost yeah. like, um, it's not a relationship like a boyfriend, but in some yeah, situations it is. Yeah. Uh, the, a breakup is a breakup. It's, and, and, yeah. and, it, and it can be, it's, in the beginning, it can feel that way. Right. Now, I could tell you this. I am very wise about who I call friends mm-hmm. and who, you know, was in my circle. You know, I don't know what it, what it is about me, but I'm, I'm more, I'm the type of person that'll come in the room and sit and watch. And then I'll know. You know, more so than the person that comes in and owns the room. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have to get a feel for what the room is saying. And, you know, I, 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 that's just the type of person I am. Yeah. So I've, I've chosen friends that were like-minded in those moments. You know what I mean? So the friends that I have now, they are that I, I have were friends with, you know, in that other throughout that other time, they are still friends but we have both have, we all have the understanding that we're moving on to different things and, you know, in, in moving on to different things, that circle is where you need to, you know, be. And so you're not really insecure about that. 
You know what I'm saying? You're not insecure about the movement, you know, because it, it, it to be honest with you, that like, remember I told you, my friends are always older, like, you know, so I never really had the, 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 the same age girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Although desired that, you know, okay. but, you know, in getting married and raising children and going yeah. through what I went through, you know, it was just so hard to, you know, to, to do that. So it was, you know, mo- most of my friends were always older. So it was always them being able to, you know, and now it's interesting because now it's me on that page and very, you know, in, in some sense now have to be reminded, you know, because, you know, sometimes throughout trying to help somebody else, you cover up your own stuff, Yes, you know? And so when you have that time to yourself now, because you're not always up under that other person, now you see, mm-hmm. you know, you see that there's some things you have to, you got to deal with too, yes. you know? And so, um, one of my, uh, best friends, you know, she really, she read my book and she's like, Oh my gosh, Tiffany, she says, now this is one that no matter where I would go, if I had to go to the hospital in the middle of the night with my daughter, if I, whatever I had to do, she was more like a nanny to my children. Yeah. Like she made sure, I mean, God blessed me with such a, her name was sister Betty, Betty Robinson, but God blessed me with such an amazing woman. And it, and now that I look back, it was just a jewel, Mm. you know, it was just a, a jewel. It was something that was placed in my hands. That was so precious. Yes. You know, and, and when you look back at, at the significance of what a friend is, yes, I would say she was that. She is that because we're yes. still connected, you yeah. know, but I, you know, I would say cho- you, you have to choose friends wisely that understand your journey and your mission because, you know, and if they understand it, then that means even when you do transition, they'll still be there. Even when you do go, you know, elevate to another place, they'll still be right there. Cause you know, I have a friend, a girlfriend that, you know, you have that one girlfriend that you may not speak to all the time. Yeah. And you see great things going on on, in, on social media and you, 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 you're, you know, you, you praise her for those things and you congratulate her for those things. And then you pick the phone up three years later and it's like, you never stop talking to each other. I love, you know, yeah. you know, so yes. you have, it, yeah, I think it's like getting a feel for who the person is and knowing where you as that, as, as the individual need to place that person, you know what I mean? So, because she's one, I, I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I never talk to her, I know she's looking She's watching my page to make sure all is well. You know, she's just not a, you know, that type of person to just stay in your space. Yeah. You know, but she's always watching. If anything happens, she's the first one to say something, you know, and, you know, but that I I just think that because I had older people in my life, I just chose very wisely, you know, of certain people that were in my life. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. Um, Speaking of the space and and energies, um, do you meditate? What's your daily routine like for you, your morning routine? My morning routine is I get up and I do my 15 minutes or however long I feel, you know, whatever I feel up to it. And I'm just speaking to the Holy Spirit and then, you know, or just listening. And then after that, I, um, my husband and I will get up and do a little bit of exercises or maybe a walk or something like that. And there are times that you'll find that I don't try to put myself in a certain schedule with a certain thing because my life is just, you know, it's all over the place right now, but I do make sure that the, 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 the jewels that I need to survive in life are first, you know? So my, my, um, time in my word, 
you know, getting, getting my spirit fed, you know, and that's one of the things that I wanted to say when we, as women, we, we say, okay, I'm going to do my me time. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. And I'm not saying that we have to go to church and do this and do, I'm not that person. You know what I mean? As far as running to the church, every time it opens and you don't have a life, Yeah. you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that I was, was that person, you know, and then, um, but I'm not. And so I even wrote a song. We wrote a song called, um, save people like to have fun too. Mm you know? Yeah. And it's so interesting that we think that we're supposed to just live like a certain way and not really enjoy life. God said, you know, to, to, to subdue and replenish. And he said, live life more abundantly, you know? And that means that this, this is ours, you know, it wasn't the darkness that created is that that's supposed to create our fun. You know, it's the love, it's the light, it's the, all that, you know? And so, you know, when you, when you take away, you know, the, the judgmental, the, all that other stuff, you know what I mean? And I tell you, it just, it took me to get it, to be honest with you. It took me to go to a place in Scotland. There was a place I went to in Scotland and there was someone that spoke into our lives and they are, you know, the black book, the elite black book that's in the world that if you open this black book, you can get like Bill Clinton's number. Not everybody has this. These are only elite people that have this book. And his name is in that book, just to show you what type of person this, you know, that I was dealing with. And so now, mind you, I had been in church, you know, for 20 years, you know, did everything, everything everybody wanted me to do, you know, Yeah. but I never did it the way I wanted to, you know, never did it the way I was hearing for myself to do it. You know, I was being like, you know, kind of like, you know, you were following so anyway, the, we and, yeah, but not, yeah, but not yeah. following your own path of how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so we went away to Scotland and this, this man and his wife spoke into our lives, had a stay at his house for seven days, spoke into our lives. And I kid you not, it was like the, it was such an agape that was transferred, mm. you know, the unconditional love that was transferred yes. that I had never known before. I thought I knew it, but I'd never known before. And I realized that you know, we as faith people can walk around so judgmental sometimes and so this and so that and so this, like one sin is greater than the next. No, yeah, that's not our job. Our job is to love, you know, and let God do whatever he got to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so if you can't do that, you know, and so that when he took us there and really just cleansed us with that, with agape, yes. you know, to where I, I came home and I saw things differently, mm-hmm. you know, I saw people differently. I saw you know, it, it was almost like, you know, you, you now know that what you have is not just for you. Yes. You know, and it yeah. was just, it confirmed yeah. that for you. Yes. Wow. Yes. Have you gone back there since then? We haven't, we were, we're, we've been asked to go back. Okay. That's the interesting thing. And now his son has come to visit us um, several times. Wow. And so, yeah, they come and visit us. I mean, it, it was such a connection. It was a first time visit. Yeah. But it was such a connection to where like years later, like if, if he sees my mom, if his son sees my mom, he's like, hi, mom oh. or hi, Nana. You know, oh, that was, like, it was spiritual. It was a that was a whole spiritual connection. It was in, that was intentional, really was. divine for you. Yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know how people talk about their journey when they go somewhere and some, you know, yes. and I believe that that was it for us because it changed my whole way of thinking. It changed, you know, it allowed grace to be grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not controlled grace Yes. because it's not my job to do that, you yeah. know? So it became all of that. And, and so, 
you know, and, and when you talk about being able to do the love songs, that's why I have the liberty to be, you know, to, to transfer even over into that, because I, I realize that the very thing that I do for, you know, when I'm singing gospel music is the same thing and the same thing that I release because of who I am when I do love songs. And it all derives around love. Love. That is it. I'm telling you, somebody asked me, what's my superpower? And see, the superpower I'm about to share with you that I have, I'm not the only one that have it. (laughs) It's love. It's so, it's, it's so powerful. You know what I mean? It is so powerful that when it's genuine, it's liquid. And it, you don't have any, any, you have no, no other take, but you know, you can't help but to get it on you because yeah. it just, you know, yes. you can't help it when you around real, real, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and you, you know it. it, you know it, you know, it. You know yeah. when it's a, when it's a friendship, if it's a relationship, uh, yep. whatever it may be, you know, you can yes. feel it, you, you know, can feel it. Yeah. you know, when I'm and in tune, I've always, go ahead. Yeah. And because I've always been like very spiritually sensitive anyway, you know, and very discernful. That's another reason why I was able to just, you know, it's not, it, it wasn't easy for me to just walk in and just be like, okay, we're friends. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a journey. It, it, oh, me it's, too. Yeah. Know. My guard is always <laughs> up and I'm still like, you know? a little bit. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Giver. Yeah. I'm the giver I am the too. You know, yeah. so I'm like, who do you want? You want to go where? Like, oh, you know. Yeah. And next thing you know, you sit there like, okay, well, who's going to take me? No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, it's it's interesting. This conversation is just amazing. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I want to wrap up with the segment that I call Tell and Tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. What is uh-huh. something that you can tell us, tell the audience about yourself that we don't know about you? Um, it could be your... It could be, I don't know, maybe what you do to, to warm up your voice, maybe how yeah. you, maybe how often you read the word, maybe mm-hmm. it's uh, some sort of other daily routine that you maybe do on a daily basis, maybe something that you yeah. do with your family, just throwing some things out there, whatever you may want to share, yeah. whatever yeah. you like to take us into your world with. Yeah. Well, one thing I love to do that I love, love, love to do outside of singing is roller skate. Really? I love to roller. Yes. I love to roller skate. And I, I, I mean, I was the type that roller skated every day. And then for a while I kind of got off of it and then I got a pair for my birthday. So I, I love to roller skate, you know, um, you know, I, um, I, I kind of, um, I'm just so engulfed in, you know, the, what, what God is doing and the doors that are open right now. And just so amazed at the doors that are opening right now. And, you know, um, I have, I have, um, as far as with my book, um, I have some very, very interesting people that are partnering up with me and taking me by the hand and helping me along with everything. And one of them is Tommy Davidson. And I'm so excited. You know, it's like, if I could say anything, I would say to never give up on yourself and to know that the season is going to come around that you desire. It's going to come around. And when it does come around, the five P's will keep you prepared for it, which are proper planning prevents poor performance. And if there's anything that left in me, as far as, you know, what we're talking about right now would be that there are so many of us that put things aside for whatever the reason is that we put them aside, you know, that's been like the heartbeat of us, you know, and we put them aside for whatever the reason is, you know, 
know that God is good and he is able to redeem the time and he will redeem the time. And like I said, at the end of the day, you just have to remain those five things have to remain consistent, you know, because I, I, I could think about times that I didn't feel like singing, you know, but I knew that they were moments that I was keeping myself charged and keeping my vocals clear and, and you know, moving so that when these doors did open, I'm even more powerful than I was when I stopped. You know what I mean? Then. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it, it, if I did answer anything that you said, like, but that, it, that was just the thought that was on my mind to just share with, you know, people to just not give, that's exactly what I feel. Even speaking with you, you know, and your audience is to just not give up on yourself at no matter what stage it is in your life to not give up on what God has promised you, what God has shown you. I remember being a little girl and I could, I could be, I could see myself singing in these, in these, um, these venues, you know, with these, I could see it. I, I would saw be the in, vision. Yes. Yeah. I would be in seventh grade. And, and I, I could literally, I remember my English teacher saying, okay, Tiffany, are you going to be with us today? <laughs> because I was literally somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I could see myself singing in these things. And so when you, when, and so that's what he does for us. He gives us glimpse, you know, of things that we know we're, we're going to be doing. And you have to trust that, that when that time comes back around, because it will, it will, especially if you're a believer, if you believe and you calling those things that aren't as though they were, it's coming back. Oh, it's coming back. It, it has to complete. It's coming back. <laughs> it has to complete itself. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's definitely coming back. Yeah. How do you say, how do you keep going? What would you say to someone who's out there who's, you know, they're in a funk? Uh, it yeah. may be, uh, it may be coming out of COVID. It just may be just a mm-hmm. bad time at this moment right yeah. now. Um, how, what do you advise for someone to just, how do you keep going? What's the mindset have to be uh, to spiritually keep going in the midst mm-hmm. when things aren't good? Um, I right. often have people ask me like, does something new happen? You seem so happy. And I'm like, Oh, I'm still going. Nothing's new. Right. But it's because it's, you know what? It's it's the inner. It's the inner That's side. Right. It's the inner things going on. So can you kind of touch on that and give some advice to someone who may be out there who may need some direction in that place? Yes, absolutely. I can be honest with you. Um, you know, m- my book, and not because it's mine, yeah. but it really charges you to really look inside yourself and to understand that the beauty, and this is where we miss it at even growing up, because we're so busy always looking in the mirror for the beauty. And that's not where the beauty is. Yes. The beauty is in your heart. Yeah. You know, the beauty is the person that you are, you know? And so there are times, you know, yeah, we say we have superpowers and we say, and I do, I do know that, you know, getting into a place with God can create a miraculous, you know, atmosphere that there are some things that can change. But I could tell you one thing. If I ever get into a funk and I feel like there's just some way, there's no way of trying to get past it so that I can move, I'm going to tell you what I do. I worship. I worship. I worship him. And it, and even in just saying, you know, love songs and, you know, just, just letting them know. And, and I, what you do is you get yourself off, you get your mind off yourself and you get it put back on the love of your life. And when it's put on the love of your life, he takes care of all that other stuff. And then it doesn't look like it's moving, like it's supposed to move or whatever, but you have to trust. These are the, these are the key elements to life are believing and then, and, and knowing, believing and knowing, yeah. you know, because at the first part where 
Yeah. In the beginning of my daughter's stuff, I was believing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I know now. Yes. I and know once now. you know, you're like, you, know uh, you don't you care know. what, nothing can touch you. Okay. Because you've been through it and you're like, yes. I know I can make it through this because I've been That's through right. that. I'm, I'm right. here with you. So I, I get yes. it. Yeah. I understand it. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of this podcast. This was beautiful. I could talk to you for hours and hours. Oh, so can I. Yeah, your energy is amazing. Um, I really enjoyed this. If someone is interested in following you on your journey, how can they Mm -hmm. go about doing that? Well, you can um, follow me on all social media platforms, which would be um, Tiffany Bino. And Facebook is Tiffany Bino Me. You got Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. what are the other ones? Uh, LinkedIn, all those, you know, you can find me at Tiffany Bino. And then I also have my, I, I, I also give my email because, you know, I realize even going through COVID, these seasons and the things that we've just come out of is that, you know, there are times that, you know, someone will call and they'll say, Hey, well, my mom, it's my mom's birthday. And she just went through this and she loves your voice. Could you sing happy birthday to her? You know? And I, I am so honored to do things like that, you know? Um, because if that is one moment that I can give that can, you know, just send love and peace to someone, you know, that's, I've done what I've come out to do, you know? And so that's Tiffany, I am music at gmail.com. Um, you can also request me for shows. Um, we have, uh, my, my, uh, CD 1111 is so on fire and I just can't wait to really just show everybody because I haven't really, I haven't really taken the stage like I'm about to take the stage, you know, I've taken it, you know, you know, very, very politely. No, but now (laughs) you're getting ready to go full force. Yeah. You're ready. Yeah. Well, we're ready for you. I'm ready to see it. Thank you. So step up queen. (laughs) We're ready for you. you. Step in your light. It's beautiful. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I will be supporting 1111 and all of these projects. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, that's it for this episode of The Journey Told Show. I'm going to leave you with words that my father so often says to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.